Welcome to Ancient Roots, Modern Paths, exploring Orisha and Ifa wisdom. This captivating podcast will take you on a transformative journey where ancient wisdom meets modern practice. I am your host, Ianifa Ekundayo Ekuntonisin. I'm a devoted student of the West African Yoruba spiritual tradition. Join me on a journey that blends ancient wisdom with modern practice. We'll delve into the sacred teachings that have guided generations for millennia. We'll uncover insights and practices to guide and shape your life path. Subscribe now and join our secret community as we unlock and apply the profound wisdom of Orisha and Ifa to everyday living. Ekabo. Welcome back to Ancient Roots, Modern Paths. I'm so excited that you're here today, and I'm really excited to be able to um, continue to share. I've been traveling a lot, and so unfortunately, um, I have to sit down and have the time and space and headspace to really think about some of the things that are occurring around me and that I see, think about, and studying when it comes to the Orisha Ifa tradition. And so when I'm traveling, uh, doing a lot of heavy lifting right now, uh, sometimes my episodes are not as consistent as I want them to be. So uh, I hope you'll bear with me. Um, Today, I actually want to just talk about something that (laughs) really has actually occurred over the last few days. And I, again, I probably have said things or shared or reflected on some of what I'm going to share today. But I, I want to, I've, I've had a situation. So I've had a situation with a family member and this particular family member has a first hand of Ifa and which is, um, Ishefa. The first hand of Ifa is called Ishefa. And that's kind of the, you know, a first step, um, on the path to full Ifa initiation. And you know, the last few years, there have been various Odoo's. Um, There was an Odoo this year for this Ifa year, as we would say, that gave this, this, this particular family member a lot of guidance around taboos. So you may know that in one of the things that's unique or distinct about the Arisha Ifa tradition is often, more, more often than not, you have specific things, we call them taboos, And what that means is there are things to avoid. It might be avoid certain types of food, certain colors, certain activities, uh, certain people. And it won't, it, it won't necessarily, uh, right off the bat say, oh, you need to avoid, you know, Mr. Jones down the street. (laughs) It's not like that unless you do deeper inquiry, but it will say, it will sometimes give a, a physical description of, let's say, you know, someone that you should avoid. It could be sometimes there's taboos that say, you know, um, there's someone in your life who's very tall and muscular or very tall, you know, a man who's very tall in your life. It's important for you to, you know, be mindful and it'll, you know, through our Ifa divination and the messages, it'll say, you know, what. So any, anyway, taboos can encompass a lot of different things. Uh, as I said, from food to the type of clothes you might wear, there's a lot of different things. And, you know, sometimes they're not really easy. I've had a number of taboos and they're not all easy taboos, but the purpose of taboos is, is actually for our best and highest good. 
And specifically, if we have a taboo, we're, we, we know that we're not, we're not supposed to violate those taboos. And, you know, so it's sort of like, once you know, you can't unknow some knowledge you have, right? You can't say, oh, you know, I had no idea that I wasn't supposed to do that. Or, you know, that doesn't work like that. Ifa does not work like that at all. Uh, as we say, Ifa's words do not fall to the floor when speaking specifically about the, about uh, those who are initiated to Ifa. And so this particular family member has had um, Dafa done uh, on the annual Dafa um, and has had very specific and concrete messages. And so I'll give you just a little bit of, of uh, overview to this. So at one point, um, the taboos uh, centered around um, no promiscuity, um, have centered around, um, you know, not to consume excessive intoxicants. And there have been others um, in the same vein. And the other uh, guidance has been given is that in, in the messages encoded in the particular Odu essay or verses have been very specific about activities or actions that this person should take and that they should not take. Things, again, to help them align with their spiritual destiny, align with their destiny in general, but align with their spiritual, spiritual components and aspects of their destiny. And, um, you know, the, the challenge again is sometimes people believe that those, that specific Odu that came, that fell just for them when the Iyanifa or Babalao was doing divination, that it really didn't apply to them or that it was too difficult or they didn't want to give up certain things or they felt, Hey, this one time I can drink a little bit more fill in the blank, whatever it is. Right. So remember I said Ifa's words don't fall to the floor. <laughs> so this particular, um, this particular person has, um, unfortunately has blo- broken taboos, not once, but several times. And so a couple of lessons from this that I want to just share. And I, and I think this is really important because, you know, one of the most difficult things sometimes for us as human beings is to exercise a, a level of discipline. And I, what I mean by that is if any of you have ever tried to go on a diet, you know how difficult it is, right? There has to usually be something catastrophic if you don't do that, 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 if you don't participate in that diet or you don't exercise, that will happen. And for some people, they take that full throated, you know, experience and they're like, you know what, I'm going to make changes and they stick it, they stick to it and they, they really do it. Other people, it's moment, momentarily and then momentary and then they feel good. They feel like they're, they're cool. They're all right. No problems. And then they go back to some of their, some of their, uh, old behaviors. So in this particular situation, um, there were some specific taboos, um, which were violated and there was a consequential clap back. And I say clap back just because it's the common parlance, but Ifa's words do not fall to the floor. And in more than one occasion, when, when taboos have been, um, you know, just, Hey, they don't apply to me, or I can do it just this one time. You know, that rationalization that we do, um, there have been consequences and somewhat immediate consequences actually. And, you know, cause again, Ifa's, I think sometimes very logical. It's, it's spiritual. Absolutely. But sometimes it's very logical. Like if, 
if you're told an A is an A, then it really is just an A. It's not a B. <laughs> so, um, so recently, uh, there, there was, I was walking yesterday and thinking about some more recent events that have happened. And I realized one very, very important lesson aside from, you know, if you find that you have taboos, no matter what they are, maintain them. If you've been given direction that there is an ebo that you you must do, and this again is by competent Yanifa and Babalao. This is not folks you meet on the internet who are promising you rose gardens, bushels of gold, and you know the the best the best um, relationships you've ever had. That that stuff is probably more destructive and not real. I'm talking about competent Babalaos and Yanifa that are not going to be reaching out to you on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or any of the other platforms that are available. Um, but as I was thinking, you know, that really and truly at the end of the day, we all have free will. Even in this tradition, we still have free will. We can still make the decision and choices to adhere to the guidance we're given or not, right? It's kind of like a kid with a parent. You know, children can decide that they're going to listen when a, when a parent says, you know, no son, no daughter, that, that, that stove is hot. It will burn you. It will cause your fingers to be blistered. Some children listen and they don't, they might put their, they might hover their hand over the stove, but they feel the heat and they're like, okay, I'm not going to do that. You know, so we have those kids. We have those kids that don't reach out at all. We have those kids that are like, hmm, let me just check it out. Maybe my parent is not telling me the truth. And then you have others that, you know, smack their hand fully down on the hot plate and, and on the hot stove and find out that, yes, it's hot and it burns. <laughs> and so the lesson that I've learned and the reflection that I've had this week is that taboos must be kept. Um, and sometimes we don't really understand, we will not, sometimes we will not understand why certain tab, we have certain taboos, but, uh, if we have them, it's for a reason. Sometimes it's beyond our ability to know and understand at that particular time. Or sometimes we, we figure it out, you know, 10 years down the road. Oh, I understand now it could be related to our health, our well-being, our progression in life. Um, but the, the other thing that I've realized this week is that all the protection in the world, you can have akoshe, which is medicines. You can have prayers. You can have, you can have amulets that you're wearing to protect you. All of the protections that come from Ifa and Orisha tradition, all of those protections cannot force you to do the right thing. <laughs> to adhere to your taboos, to develop your character. They can't, they don't force us to do anything. They are important. There are always consequences. Remember consequences, there are positive consequences. You know, if I brush my teeth, the positive consequence of that is that I don't get cavities. If I exercise, the positive consequence of that is that I have a, you know, strong heartbeat and you know, must, you know, good, good, uh, mobility as I'm getting older. 
Um, and the other side of it is the other consequences. If I don't brush my teeth and I drink, you know, Coca-Cola or Pepsi and I eat sugar and I go to bed and I never brush my teeth and my teeth rot out, that is a negative consequence of me not doing something that I know I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And so it's just been really powerful to me this week that Ifa cannot force us, Ifa cannot force us to adhere to the guidance. We have to choose to adhere to the guidance. And if we choose not to adhere to the guidance, there is a consequence. That's very logical, right? If we choose to adhere to the guidance, there is a consequence. And that too is very logical. And consequences again are positive, right? As I was giving the example of the tooth, toothbrush, toothbrushing or negative, you know, you don't brush your teeth, you drink a lot of sugary, you know, Kool-Aid, you do all this stuff and there's a consequence. And so I wanted to just share this because I've just been so struck by the power of Ifa's words to watch literally, to watch things start to unfold and to see where, um, where the violation of taboo, um, or I shouldn't say violation, but just not adhering to the taboos, not believing that it's important, that there's real consequences. Ifa does see, and if you don't know this, Ifa, Ifa sees the past, your past, my past. It sees the present and Ifa sees the future. So it sees our destiny. It's as a whole, right? It's a whole continuum, past, present, and future continuum of, um, uh, of, of, of our destiny. So Ifa sees all of it and gives us these, you know, these insights into what we need to be doing to be fully aligned with our destiny. We're all here to do, I believe, to do really great things, hopefully really great positive things, <laughs> right? So we're all here to do really great things. And, but, but, but part of that is one of the most important things of that is, especially if you're in the tradition or you're learning about the tradition if you jump out and get, you know, divination from this person on the internet and that person on the internet, and you're not, you know, you're doing a bunch of stuff all over the place, you know, it can be confusing. So it is important to adhere to, you know, try to find a community that you're, that you feel welcomed in, you feel safe in, you feel valued in, and you feel like you can get any questions answered that you have without fear of some sort of punitive clapback. Because, um, I, I really, when I sit and I think about, um, my Aluo, um, Baba Ifatopwe Akiwandi in Abiyokuta. When I think about him, I realize there's not, and I think about all the little kids that are running around while we're doing any number of ceremonies. I realize that the secrecy, or not, I shouldn't say the secrecy, there is privileged information, right? And I've said this before. We don't, we don't all, we, we cannot hold, um, a level, the highest level of privilege information. We can't hold that if we're still learning how to crawl. Hmm? And so, but I think about, you know, what I've seen on, on uh, Bobby Fitopoli's compound. And the reality is, is that a lot of information is just there. And so we don't need to be, you know, afraid or what have you. Um, but, but the, the thing about taboo is that they are, it is there, they are there for a reason if you have taboos, some people have a few, some people have a lot, just depending. 
Um, and you know, it's, it's not one, doesn't mean one thing or another. It's just some people have a lot more taboos. Maybe they have a lot more things to clean up or they have a lot of things that they're doing in the world. And so they have to be really kind of clear and, and clean about how they're going into the world. But I just want to share with you, it is humbling to watch a person experience, um, self-inflicted challenges and then see them in the guidance from Ifa. Things like you're surrounded by enemies. I used to get that and I was like, what? All these people around me can't stand me. They're all out to get me. Oh my gosh, I don't understand this. Well, sometimes it's not even like that. Enemies can be, you know, people who are just maybe jealous or maybe they're not actively physically working against you, but they might be mentally working against you, you know? Um, or you create enemies too. I mean, there are people among us that create enemies no matter where we go. Um, I know that for me, one of the things that I've has been said to me before is that I can be very intimidating to people. And I'm like, what me, how could I possibly be intimidating? Um, but that's just how I show up in the world. I'm not, I'm not intentionally doing anything other than just being myself. And so another person's experience of me is like, oh, that's, she's intimidating. But, you know, we all have guidance when you're getting divination, there is guidance, it is life guidance. And I've done a couple of episodes of this podcast on making sure that you accurately gather the information when you sit for divination. I also strongly encourage you to not just bounce around and get divination after divination after divination because it's all energy. And if you're not giving yourself an opportunity to integrate that energy, the lessons, the practices, the things that you need to do, you kind of are just going to be like a tennis ball or uh, what's that new game? I forget the new game, but you're just going to be being bounced back and forth and you'll be more and more confused. But if you should get anything related to taboos, Um, or even guidance that says, you know, these are the things that you need to be thinking about. I want you to really deeply reflect on, on the guidance that's given. Um, if you're working with a competent, competent or Babalawo, you will, you, you should integrate that, that information and reflect on it and determine, um, how you can fulfill whatever the commitments and obligations are that come through that. When it comes to taboos, they're not optional when they come and they, when they're your taboos, they're not optional. They're there to protect you. They're there to elevate you. They're there to ensure that you remain on your path of destiny. So, um, I'm literally watching and I, there's not a really, I, I don't really think I'm in a position to intercede because the person has made a series of choices. You know, we all still have the power of choice. We still have the power of our free will in this tradition. You know, I know some places, some people have experiences where they feel like they've been cut off from their free will or that they've been told to negate their, their intuition. I would just encourage you to know that your answers are within you. Uh, I believe part of our job is to help open up some of that, maybe put it in a different package or order so that you're able to really seize it and move forward into your destiny. When it comes to taboos, they're there for a reason. They're there for you to do your work, to adhere to them. Because when you don't, there are consequences. And those consequences can be very, very significant. Um, And as a Yanifa, 
I, I cannot intervene and force people <laughs> to adhere to the wisdom of Ifa. People have to choose it. So you have to choose it. If this is your path, something you're interested in, you're learning more about, um, you know, you, you, it's a, it's a series of choices every single day, really. So that's, um, just a, a, re- a bit of a reflection. Um, it really is important. Adhere to your taboos. Uh, if you get divination, try to, try to focus on, you know, getting, di- getting dafa, as we say, idafa, uh, getting it from someone that you, uh, that you trust. Um, and that has a good reputation. So with that, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Um, if you have comments or thoughts, uh, things that you want to maybe have me explore in this podcast, you can go to ifadestiny.com. That's our website, ifadestiny.com and go to the contact page and just fill out the, the, um, the little, uh, contact us and just share, you know, any of your reflections. I love to see when people write me, uh, write me things. I I love to read those. So feel free to, to, to reach out that way. And, um, uh, I'm happy to, I'm happy to bring things, uh, into this conversation. Um, I've been really, uh, grateful and I just wanted to share this before I sign off here. I've been really grateful to hear how this podcast has been very beneficial to people. It seems like, um, the things that have been being shared are sometimes the right on time things that people need so that they can make some decisions. They can choose to potentially join our community, the Ile Ifa Otu Arire, the Ifa House of Good Destiny. That is the name of, uh, of my Ile. Um, we have really fantastic um, community members, uh, really committed to study and learn. Um, but it's been very, very enlightening and very humbling to hear how um, my experiences, my words have been able to really help people kind of get some clarity on this path. So if, uh, if this is resonating for you today, please share it with a friend um, and please keep, continue to come back. Um, we'll continue to do these along the way. So with that, thank you so much uh, for being here and have a beautiful, beautiful day wherever you are. Odabo. Thanks for joining me on Ancient Roots and Modern Paths. To learn more about the Orisha Ifa tradition, join our community at ifadestiny.com. Let's explore together and grow on this spiritual journey. If you love this podcast, subscribe, like, share with a great friend, and continue to support our work as we spread the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha across the globe. As the wisdom of Ifa says, Ifa will heal our broken world. So please, share, like, and subscribe. Bo double.